This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to an episode of Sitcom D&D, unlike any other so far, because we are in the HeadGum Studio. I'm looking into Wow, when we're all in the same room, it doesn't hit as. No, it's like I hear how weird and bad it is. You almost think the timing would be better. (laughs) (laughs) There's no internet to land me. What's our excuse? Oh, you know what's why we could sing this episode? Oh yeah, and I plan to. Let's not. (laughs) Everyone here has been really nice to us so far. Let's not. What note am I on? G (laughs) seven sharp. (laughs) Uh, It's very exciting because. We are all in the same room, which is extra exciting because Ben resides in Chicago right now. That's right. Right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> but not right now. But right now, he's in Los Angeles. I am. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles, and it's 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 sunshiny. Uh, I said this during my audio test, but I thought I saw Ben Kingsley at the airport. It was just an old man, but I still approached him. I didn't say anything, just got a little bit closer, uh, and then... Went, nope, nope, this isn't. He's going to be haunted by that all day. If it day. was Ben going, Kingsley, <gasps> what would you have said? That's a good question. Uh, let's loved, pretend, let's pretend we'll lead Ben Kingsley. Okay. Well, oh, okay, hold on. I do have a shaved head right now, so this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. You pretend to sit down. Hello. Oh, my gosh. He's British, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I love, yeah, he's Sir, he's Sir Ben Kingsley, yeah, I'm, right? Well, I'm Can you Sir. not be knighted unless you're English? Of course not. Is that true? I'll be mm-hmm. the first to do it then. Oh. <laughs> you heard it here first. Hi there. I really like you in movies such as uh, Iron Man 3 <laughs> and uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, no. He's blowing it. Oh, really um, awesome. Uh, awesome to see you. Have a great, have a sunny day. Okay. <laughs> Bye. All right, <laughs> all right. I, 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 Which I on. think is an accurate response that Ben Kingsley would give in that moment. Yeah, I, so what you would do is go up Tell him that you liked him in Iron Man three, and then and forget all of the other movies. Yeah, and you, and you almost said Shang Chi. Sh- yeah, I almost said it, but then I was like, I'm taking too long to get there. I don't know if I Which should. Which I say do the also like rings. that he's the same character in both. <laughs> right, of those that's, movies. that's like yeah. saying, yeah. like, "Oh my god, I really like, uh, I really like you in Shrek and Shrek two. <laughs> that's so funny. Not Shrek three. Though. Not Shrek three. Um, ben and I both forgot how tall the other one was. So that was our big moment that Huge we had. Huge surprise. Yeah. It was taller and both of you thought the other were shorter? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought just marginally shorter. I, I saw Aaron, I was like, wow, okay, cool. Because you see people on camera and it's mm-hmm. like usually just kind of, you know, like chin up sort of stuff and a little microphone. You forget about the rest of their know. body. Yeah. Truly? Ben thought I was a floating head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I perform with a ladder. I'm actually on a ladder <laughs> while I'm talking to you guys. You don't have to. You just... Yeah. I do. The whimsy of it. <laughs> yeah, the Actually, Elizabeth, what have you been sitting on for most of yeah, our aren't recordings? Aren't you still sitting on oh the floor? My God, oh, no, my no, God. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, we uh, have to talk about 
I did have that fold-out chair. Remember when I had the fold-out chair? That's when I first moved here, and then it exploded. Like I, cause I, I was going to say, I remember when it collapsed. Yeah, it, it collapsed, and I was like, I had a bunch of um, duct tape on it, and I was like taping it with packaging tape and duct tape, trying to like. And then when I was like recording, I would try to like not fully sit on the seat, just like hover. Like, you know, you know how you're doing So it's that. not even functioning as a chair, a chair. anymore. No, you're just yeah. hovering over it. And then I started um, sitting on the ground and using my laundry hamper as a desk. So I'd turn it upside down <laughs> and I was using that. And that's when you guys kind of were like, are you okay? And, and like a, in a genuine friendship way. You <laughs> yeah, it was a genuine like, friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're a little worried for you. And I was like, don't worry, I'll figure it out. And then, <laughs> and then I did. I, I use a chair now that's like an actual chair. That doesn't explode. I, if it exploded, I would I would be sad <laughs> because it's a nice chair. <laughs> well, and look at you now. I know in the Headgum Studio in a real chair. I know, and we're on some couches chair. and nice chairs. And it's I just keep getting taken aback by actually being in the same room with you guys. This is very fun. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's, it's like crazy. surreal. It's it feels surreal. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We also don't think we've ever been in the same room together ever. <laughs> we, were <laughs> yeah. trying, we were trying to figure that out. We were trying to figure it out. I don't think all five of us. Maybe March of 2017, we were in a huge room a with a bunch room. of Yeah, yeah there were way gigantic. more people. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've all ever been together before. <laughs> <laughs> My only guess would be if we had a show with Roundabout and Comet. So two of us, two Herald oh, teams. Well, three of us were on one Herald team, and the other two were on another. But Herald I remember team. that not happening that often because I remember Raina, who was also on Roundabout with you guys, yeah. us complaining that that wasn't happening often. Okay. Oh my god. Go. I hope that this is the first time. It yeah. honestly yeah. might be, which is hilarious. Wait, <laughs> maybe Sean, so maybe funny. like a birthday party. I was thinking like, like a Lord of the Rings day that. Sean oh, I didn't go to those. Oh, okay. I, I didn't go to those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please don't loop me in with these. I hate all things fantasy. Keep my name I even hate this podcast. I even hate dungeons. <laughs> That's a, fuck that. Wow, Speaking Elizabeth, of this podcast, this Elizabeth podcast. is ashamed of. <laughs> oh, no, please. please. What we're here to do is recap season one. Can Whoa. you believe it? Nice. 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 When you need a break from this crazy world to see your friends and fill a cup, find Sebastian Chalice Chip and beef at the noble bottoms up. As step by step our growing pains are improving home and away, we're feeling absolutely fabulous on another happy day. We're in different worlds with different strokes, but the good times will not end. So cheers to all our family and our friends. Starring Aaron Keith as Chalice Glass, Elizabeth Andrews as Beef, Waleed Mansoor as Chip Ahoy, Ben Briggs as Sebastian Von Hugh Grant, and Sean Coyle as everything else. Sitcom D&D is filmed in front of a fake studio audience. Tell the story of sitcom D&D from your point of view. Once upon a time. Yeah, that's good. In the voice. Um, yeah, in that, I'm going to keep voices. that up the whole time. <laughs> Do all the voices. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'd love to. So um, this was, the uh, like, the first idea was really just to play Dungeons & Dragons during quarantine. And I had never DM'd before. Um, I had played Dungeons & Dragons um, with, uh, I did a, my first campaign was like a couple year long campaign w- that Walid was also a part of. 
um, with some other close friends from the Chicago improv community. I fell in love with it. I really enjoyed it. And during quarantine, I was just excited to potentially DM for the first time. That seemed like something that would be like just a ton of fun. And so when thinking about putting a group together, I was like, okay, you know, what, what do I want to do here? And then started thinking, well, if we're already going to be doing this like over Zoom, um, might as well record it. It's like not that much extra effort. Uh, and then also was thinking about doing it just over um, Twitch, something like that, like oh, yeah. live streaming it. And then ultimately was like, no, let's just, I'll, I'll teach myself to edit and we'll record it and maybe something fun will come out of it. And then talking with Aaron was just like, what would be like a good group of people to play Dungeons and Dragons with? And we were talking about it, going back and forth. And Walid and I had been talking <laughs> every day for like at least an hour, like all of quarantine. You already lived in LA, but I was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And we I was talked the only about one in LA at that point. Yeah, yeah, you're the only one. Yeah, I was the Ben of L.A. <laughs> and now I'm the Waleed of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That math checks out. Yep. Um, and so I was like, okay, um, Aaron, we live together. This would be would be great. I would love to play D&D &D with Aaron. And then I'm already talking to Waleed an hour a day. Might as well just parlay it. <laughs> are we not? <laughs> I guess we are. But... Uh, and then... Aaron was like, you know what? What day I always remember so fondly is my family does a canoe trip <laughs> every year since before I was born. So it's uh, over 30 years running right now. And it's out in Ayers Landing in Illinois in the middle of nowhere. And um, I always like would invite friends to do a canoe trip in a camp out uh, overnight. And everyone in this room has been on that trip. But we've never been in the same room together because no. we've gone on different years. You all have gone on <laughs> different years. But Aaron we're was saving like, it for this moment. <laughs> yes. The day that I always look back on so fondly is when uh, we had Ben and Elizabeth come on the canoe trip. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys had never really hung out before that. No. No, yeah. Not yeah. at all. It was, it was a very fun time. Yeah. Like, what do you remember like... from that canoe trip experience? I remember the moment I was like, Ben and I are friends. <laughs> what is that? I want to know if Ben's is the same exact moment. So Ben, can you can you explain what Elizabeth is about to say and see if it's right? Uh, there was a moment on the bus. We were about to go to the water. Yeah, and there's like a, a tradition where you tell like really kind of not okay jokes, like just kind of. It's got to say an f word in it. Yeah, it's got to say an f word in it, like an f word, and amongst many things, sort of thing. But uh, Elizabeth, I think. I think you started and more or less it was like, I want to eat ass. And then I stood up like like a weird Spartacus sort of yeah. moment. It's like, no, I want to get a bib on and some butter and I want to eat that ass like a lobster. And we just yeah. like had this. Yes. I was like, oh, I'm jealous. That was the moment. Is that it? That Isn't was it? the moment oh, I fell in love with Ben as a friend. I was like, we're going to be oh. friends. Oh, this I'm man so commits as hard as I will. <laughs> like, it, it, I, We're doing it. And just, then I just, yeah, it was like love at first friendship <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Screaming, eating ass. Yeah, That's well, amazing. I love the level of commitment being, this person commits, thus we're friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it was such an interesting question for you to ask of like, because- the Chicago comedy community is such an embarrassment of riches. Like, there's so many incredible and talented people, but you have to, like, think about, like, different energies and who's going to mesh well with who and who's going to be able to play different archetypes. So it was sort of just like a like a puzzle 
that you had to put together. And you were talking about all these people who are so great and like comedians that we love. But we're like, but what is the group that will feel like you're like in the car with your friends crying, laughing? Like, what is that vibe On going a road, to be? Like a long yeah. road Like a road trip, trip group of friends? Because that's what I think like a great podcast yeah. Captured. Oh my gosh, that's and so, so when Sean and I, when he said the names out loud, I think both of us at the same time, when you just like listed the five, you were like, that has that energy of the like silliness, but people are like good people and everyone's going to work hard and be. So it just, yeah. It, yeah. The second you said it out loud, totally. like the room levitated for a second. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. And to like bring it even a little bit more on theme too. It's like when you're putting together like a D&D campaign or you know like a group you want to have different characters that have like different strengths and stuff and like that's totally the same thing like if uh, there's a lot of people who are funny and maybe would bring like a really great energy but like Aaron's saying like having these different categories and pockets of people with like a different vibe and energy I think is like super important and um yeah you never know like ahead of time of like oh is this going to be like as fun as we hope, and it it will it has been, and more. Yeah. I would say this also has so many of my favorite duo chemistries that I like got to see in Chicago. Mm. Like Walid and Elizabeth were oh yeah on oh, Comet yeah. together, oh, the Herald yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> they did a lot of that, <laughs> but they like everyone always like you did some of my favorite scenes I've I saw in Chicago. Yeah, it was especially the two sexy Kool Aid men. Yeah, like when you, you guys played right the sexy Kool Aid oh. men. Well, yeah, that was a legendary bit that we stopped improvising because we had it. Planned. And we just do about every other improv sort show. Sort of a no-no. Yeah. <laughs> sort of a huge no-no in improv, yeah. but we like to break boundaries. Yeah, that's how we broke boundaries was by writing our improv show. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, now, what's the moment where you two uh, became friends? I well, I actually have a moment in a show where I was like, I was like, I was going to say it definitely is on stage. I I picture is it in the uh, the chin? I think it was in the chin. Yeah, was mine a- was in the. The other big one downstairs. Okay. What moment is this? We were like, you were a bee that could, when you stung people, they would become well endowed. And I was like, <laughs> fucking God. Fucking that Harold team. My God. And as a small breasted woman, I ran out and I was like, sting me, sting me. And I was trying to get you to sting me and you would fling, you flew away. And I was like, oh my God, he knows how to like be playful. And like, I don't know. It just was like a saucy moment that it made me be like, I love will lead oh amazing yeah that makes me very happy <laughs> that yeah. is such a funny premise of course that's a common <laughs> oh, was i singing them in the penis and then their penis would swell up <laughs> really no well there was a mo- yeah like the, you <laughs> tried to get to the bottom was, of the i logistics. need the logical yeah. so, well, the thing <laughs> was, was the that you could give it and take it away <laughs> oh. so you gave it to someone and they were like yeah and then you took it away and they were like oh and then i was like come get me and then you flew away and i was like man that's my new friend <laughs> yeah i was like that guy's my friend that's when that's when like saying no and improv is like the right move yeah <laughs> yeah we're like, mm-hmm. or when you you were you announced that you were gonna leave the team and i you said it after rehearsal and i just like immediately started crying yeah. Yeah. yeah i was like what you can't you can't do that you don't def- <laughs> You could just leave out of nowhere. I was like, so. It In was... a good way, you were definitely the one that made me feel the worst about leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me as a friend. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of my favorite duo chemistries. Like, I got to watch Ben um, 
and Sean do roundabout shows. And I just like was like you brought out such a specific kind of silliness in Sean. And I thought that was magical. And then <laughs> I sat in with roundabout and did a scene with you that was so heartfelt and lovely. The best Herald I ever did. I'm so sorry. But the best Herald I ever did one. is when I sat in with roundabout. Something happened and it was the perfect show. It was. I, I, I remember this one specifically because I remember doing... I feel like we were like on like the Appalachian Trail in the scene, and mm -hmm. you were like my mom mm -hmm. or something. And I was like, in the moment, like we were just interacting. And I was like, Aaron's awesome. Like I was like, I, I could almost not think because I was so enamored with you as a performer oh as gosh. you were speaking with me. But I was like, you were so supportive. You were like dishing it out, like freaking just. It felt like T-ball. Like, it was just so good. Like I don't was... get it. So, like, if Aaron's character stung you, your penis got bigger? Yeah, so, something like yeah, that. So... Yeah, whose penis was <laughs> So I ran out, and I'm like, sting me, I'm so sting bad. me. <laughs> no, but I just, I, it was so bizarre to never have done a, a scene with someone before. And yeah. to, like, know them kind, like, know them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But to be able to go out and do a scene where I was getting actually emotional in the scene, and it was so funny, and I was like, how I What's don't even happening? know this freaking guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just thought that there were so many different, and I've obviously like performed so much with Walid and Elizabeth and Sean. So I was just so excited for all of like the duo energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. So then uh, the next step of that was like, okay, let's um, let me just put together like a little one shot. And then, do you guys remember were your characters your characters yet? No, mine no. was, but all three of your guys were. Not. I think yours. Were I was a cat yeah. from the movies. The movie Cats. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember that. Well, that's yeah, what you that became. Awesome. Right? No, I think I started oh, okay. as a. I, I think no, I was Rum Tum Tugger. I swear. Was I not Chip? I don't know why I thought it was. Maybe not. No, I don't think. It you would were. be interesting. We probably still have that recording. We yeah, should we maybe release that yeah, on the hilarious. Patreon or something. But I found like a one shot that someone had pre written online and was just like, I just want to figure out what it feels like to DM yeah. without having to like worry about too much and just see if I can, you know, execute on someone else's like story and idea. And then, um, yeah, we had a blast doing it. Uh, and I think we broke it up over like two different sessions. Two sessions. Yeah. Um, and then the way it ended, I remember just being like in stitches and laughing so hard uh, and being like, okay, I think this is like a great group. At least any fear that I had that it wouldn't be fun to play D&D with y'all, that was, you know, taken care of. I was like, this is a great group to play D&D I &D would with. love to listen to that. I have very little recollection. I think you tried to look for it once, Sean, and you yeah, weren't able to find it. it. <laughs> But it yeah. might be lost, well, but I would love to listen to it. Because I remember yeah. laughing really, really hard during that. Yeah. I at least have my audio from it because I am like a hoarder of audio. <laughs> Let's just release Elizabeth. My, at the very my. least, we'll release the out-of-context Elizabeth audio, and that we can promise. <laughs> just a bunch of silence and Elizabeth Cackling. Cackling out of nowhere. Yes. Um, so then after that, uh, then as a group, we were kind of like, okay, do we want to do this thing? Do we want to do a podcast and... Uh, what do we want it to feel like? What do we want it to be like? February of 2021. Yeah, yeah, February 2021. Wow. Crazy. And uh, then I think at the time I was kind of just like, well, let's just do a D&D &D podcast and we're funny and it'll be good. And then everyone was like, oh, I don't know. Lead was like, I feel like, you know, there could be. That we needed a shtick. A shtick. There we could needed be a something to here. keep you listeners. Probably yeah. Dr. Shtick and <laughs> our group of friends. And I, I'm trying so hard for them to You're stop. Totally I Dr. really Shtick. don't love it, but they keep calling me. And then <laughs> I proposed Naked ND with a big capital D at the end of Naked, where we record Naked. Did you? We don't release it, but He's everyone joking. can tell. Oh. <laughs> My memory is so bad. I was like, did you? Did you do that? I don't remember doing that. We tried it. <laughs> oh, we did? Yeah, we recorded a full season. 
we would trash it. Yeah. Um, Pandemic brain, Elizabeth. <laughs> I get it. But uh, no, like pretty. I, w- I remember like talking and saying, um, I think it'd be really fun if this felt, you know, like a sitcom. Like if yeah. this, if it felt like a sitcom. And I was like, but I don't know what the gimmick would be. Yeah, you were like, yeah, I want it to be like at a bar, and the situation is Aaron is like a new girl type coming in and joining us, and I was like, let's just lean fully into sitcom yeah like 100 percent. let's just do that and we talked about it being yeah. episodic which was very cool i i really enjoyed that aspect of like our ideation because so many of the D podcasts out there are so serialized and you have to start from square one right and i mean that's what i appreciate about our podcast more than uh, a lot of other aspects which is just that anybody can drop in any time or if i have a favorite episode and i know i have a friend that like listens to one every once in a while i could be like you have to listen to this one mm-hmm. and they won't feel totally and completely out of the loop yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, when you guys were talking about that uh coming up with that idea and it being a sitcom i remember something that sean said when i was like that's so smart is during the pandemic especially people have like their comfort sitcoms that they'll just put on while they're cooking or like at the end of the night like oh, the office sure, or parks and yeah. rec or something it's like People should be able to have those where they can just binge them, put them on, or drop in any time mm-hmm. for the audio format once people are going back to work and commuting and the world opens back up again. And I was like, that's so smart because, like, my comfort sitcoms are so helpful. And I didn't have anything like that podcast-wise that you could just drop in. But that was also D&D. Yeah. 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 I really um, enjoyed the element. I forget who who suggested it, but we when we – Latch on to the laugh track. I know oh, that, that that's, that's yeah, bad. yeah. Controversially, I, I know, know controversial laugh track. Like that. <laughs> but for me personally, I like it. yeah, to it that is part of the comfort of what you uh-huh. were just yeah. saying yeah. is that hearing the laugh like with like you and yeah. is I don't know. It makes it it brings me back to when I was growing up. So yeah. it makes it more of a comfort. And I know we say controversial because we, well, I'm, I'm joking when I say that because I love it. And I think we've, we've, we've figured it out. We, like, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, We're figuring first, it out. Yeah. Well, to address that for those who may not know that when the first episode was released, this was more of an editing snafu <laughs> because I, so I taught myself to edit, to just like create this thing and eventually put it out. Cause you know, which is amazing. It'd be like, it's, it would be a big investment for us uh, if not for this. And I didn't have a full-time job at the time. So it's something that I could do. Um, but my worst nightmare came to fruition, which was I made a small error in judgment editing wise that caused the first episode to almost be unlistenable at first for a lot of people. <laughs> Which was um, typically now we like have kind of figured out more the frequency of how often the laugh should happen. And then um, we also figure out like at what like sound level it should be. Um, but for that first episode, the laughs were so loud and so frequent yeah. that there was a big uh, backlash. Which, <laughs> which to be fair, matches sitcoms Matt matches multi-cam sitcoms they yeah the laugh track is incessant constant yeah. uh... every line like every because every line is a joke when you watch how i met your mother we're being a little friends. true to form yeah we were being too, too true, true to, to form, form. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that this is super interesting like demographic wise and obviously this is not like a blanket statement but um i was getting a lot of feedback about the laugh track mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people were like i'll tell Aaron." Yeah. um and they found you uh the people who still dislike it now are usually under the age of 21 um and i think that their comfort sitcoms were not multi-cam yeah. Yeah. sitcoms That's so fair and so they don't have that sort of nostalgia for it but people who are like our age and older have that like the stomach for it i think that yeah. it can be a little bit shrill if you're not used to that but 
um, a lot of like millennials and older are like, I love the laugh track sound. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's such a good point. Um, also, when did you guys feel like, oh, okay, I understand the sitcom aspect of our show and I think that it works. When did that like start to like click in your head? Where like, you're like, which okay. episode? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because um, the first one, that one's more of like an intro um, that feels maybe not as sitcom-esque. Although it does do a good job of introducing the characters and whatnot. But I thought like episode two, I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense to me. We have a character come out from like externally who has a problem uh, that put, like pr like poses a problem to bottoms up uh -huh. by saying like, okay, if you guys don't pass your health and safety inspection, you know, you're in big trouble. The bar's going to get shut down. Mm -hmm. And then you guys have this sitcom-esque comedy of errors that you have to deal with in a D&D &D way. I'll say my my pick for when it really felt like such classic sitcom is episode four, which is also my favorite episode of the season, I think, even still, um, which yeah, is, four is really good. episode four is uh, the Narrowway Guild. The Narrowway Guild. Yeah, Aaron which, wrote oh that one, right? Yeah, yeah, which is when we had um, we had the Narrowway Guild come and watch the show, and we had to put on a show. But the reason why I felt like that was so sitcom based is for the same reason that Sean just said in terms of like somebody came and introduced a problem to us that we had to solve. And then so true to sitcom form, by the end of it, we realized that the problem of getting into this guild is not actually what we want to accomplish. And what's actually better is for Beef to be himself and put on a show that is true to his form mm -hmm. uh, and like all of us actually being ourselves. And that to me is like so classic sitcom. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It really felt like, yeah, episode four felt like it was like firing on all cylinders, like make, like clicking. It was like all these elements yeah. we had been working on. And and like I like all the the one, two, and three leading up to it too. It's just like four, just like you're like, oh, whoa, the mat. You can really like feel the magic of which is happening in the show. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say four as well, but. A thing, my, I think my favorite moment from the season was the funeral episode. Um, when we started improvising a B plot that Seb and Chalice had gotten really close, <laughs> yeah, much yeah, to yeah. the dismay of <laughs> Chip and Beef, that really for me was like, oh, I, I, between the five of us, it feels like we watched every sitcom available to, to us oh. in the rhythm of a sitcom and like mm -hmm. those choices of like the point at the end of the episode is for Beef to be himself. That stuff comes so naturally that we're not even talking about it. We just all know uh -huh. what we're barreling towards. Um, I was like, oh, this rhythm of a sitcom is so on our blood that on top of Sean's already awesome, hilarious idea for an episode, we're able to improvise a compatible, funny B-plot, and we know when to keep bringing it back up. People knew when to keep pressing that button, knew when to, like, wrap it up. That, to me, was, like, the first—I was like, oh, this is going to get easier and easier yeah. and easier yeah. to do stuff like that. No, I, I feel the same way about that one. That one was like, I feel like it was just like one of us said that we had just been like hanging, like just kind of an aside sort of thing. And then someone just kind of pointed a finger at it and was like, wait, what's up? Yeah. And then it was like, it just just latched. Like we were like in it sort of thing. And it was, uh, it felt so good. And that was like a week where I was like, this feels awesome. Like sometimes you go into it and you're like, oh, I'm not really sure. Like I, I know for me, I like I finish like after work, and then we were like recording. I'm like, I really hope that I'm gonna do a good job this week. And I know with that, that episode spe especially, I was like, you know what? Maybe mentally, like I wasn't sure about this week, but like I went all in on this, and like 
my brain's smart. Like my brain is good. And like I have oh, a yeah. group that like empowered me and yeah. also Aaron to kind of like come up with that. And we're all like confident. And as like the the season's gone on and on, it's just like we just have gotten I, I you it, it's really funny because I feel like we get a comment and are like really hitting their stride. And we get that every, every single episode. week. <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that. And I'm like, but it's like so true. I feel like we're full on running with it right now. And it's just so good. And those things like there's just such a confidence that it's come. And I, I think, yeah, by episode four, you could feel that like it was like, okay, like this is this went from just like a fun thing to like this is something special. Like this is cool. It feels like it's gotten like way more intimate in just like po- well, this is my first like time put being in a podcast and like mm-hmm. so there was a, definitely like a learning curve of like but like I've had all this years of experience with improv and like in improv you got to take that risk and it, it's uh, that's the thing about improv is you don't know what you're going to go out and do. You could have a bad day like at work right and you show up and you're like i hope i do a good job and it's like so rewarding to walk into a room full of people you trust and um are all willing to take that risk and leap with you Mm -hmm. and um that's why i feel like it feels so special with you guys because it's like every time i jump and i'm like i don't know if this is gonna work so we'll lead to like yeah let's throw beef into the air and i'm like fuck yeah like (laughs) it's nice it's very like it makes it more cozy and it makes it the show as it goes. It's just like I've grown attached. Oh, me and Aaron have had conversations about like when we're doing the podcast and it's like playing out in our head and, and Aaron's like, you just turned into beef to me. Like yeah. for those 55 minutes. <laughs> really? Though, yeah. True. Yeah. And it's like, I feel the same way with you guys too. It's like, I see bottoms up in my head and, uh-huh. and like, it's, it's just like very um, so exciting cool. to work in a different kind of medium with improv. There's another thing I wanted to say about like the hitting the stride thing. I found it thrilling and was like, this is the best sign of this being like worth all of our time. Mm -hmm. Um, When I realized how often Walid and I were making the same joke (laughs) at the same time or doing like, I was just about to say Uh that. uh Because I think uh, Walid is maybe the improviser I know who like I am most similar to, like structure brain wise, we think alike. And the fact that we were like on the pain, same page so often that we knew what the other one was about to do, I was like, this is a very good sign. Um, how have you guys enjoyed, as opposed to like regular improv where you'll do a set and then it doesn't exist anymore after that and you probably never played that same character ever again besides, um, you know, sexy Kool-Aid men. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Besides those... Uh, <laughs> Like, how has it been, like, coming back to perform as a character, like, every week? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the pros of it is, like, on a personal level, going like, oh, I definitely figured out Chalice a little bit more today. Like, the 16th birthday one, Uh um, when she dressed up to try to get attention, or, like, in the fancy one with uh, Adol, when Mm -hmm. Chalice, like, wanted him to think she's fancy, I was like, oh, I'm starting to understand her better and it's starting to feel more lived in that even if I show up on a day where something personal has gone wrong and I feel like tired or sad, I'm able to like put this on and it will feel lived in and comfortable. Elizabeth and I just talked about the con of recording like a comedy podcast is the after because you just go like, all right, great. And then the 
computer shuts off and you're staring at a screen. And Nobody's you're, clapping. You're, you're not bowing. No, and you're not in a green room with your friends no. having yeah. a drink and doing a yeah. bit and I, after. I live alone, so I go out into my bedroom and I'm like, I'm done recording. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth, after a recording, had a spiral just because it, that's what happened. Like, I learned a little bit about that from Hey Riddle Riddle of like, you're going to feel this crash and you don't get that like green room time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Elizabeth and has been dealing with this and I've been dealing with this and I like one time I was like you get out of your house I vented you like five dollars and I was like go buy coffee right now <laughs> yeah get run. the hell out of there run. dude she was like am I not funny and I'm like you run <laughs> you go outside yeah uh, but yeah that the the con of just this in general is like I just want to be hanging out with you guys after yeah, and enjoying you no. but the pro is like with sometimes when you show up to an improv show and you don't know what you're going to be doing or who you're going to be playing on a bad day it feels scary yeah. but I can show up to Chalice and like have the flu and know that I'm going to be okay. Yeah, you said that so eloquently is that like it's like putting it on putting them on. Mm -hmm. Now at this point if, as far as we've gotten it feels like I'm putting someone on and I see you guys as your characters yeah. like so clearly in my head. I I notice that it's I don't even like have to make choices anymore. It's just like that's just what Chip is going to do. <laughs> A good example that I have is like when uh, Jalpert is introduced and like immediately, like I didn't have to decide that Chip was going to hate him. It's like, of course. It's like, mm -hmm. why? Why would he have positive feelings towards it? That and it, once again, it's not a thought process. It's just like immediately, I it. know to hate this person <laughs> yeah. and have like there's such no visceral feelings. There's no time no, to second guess. No, and also it's like I don't. It, you almost don't need to because no, you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever choice beef makes, beef's going to make, and that's like it. It just feels like we are those characters when we're. Uh, when we're playing and a big another thing that I'm just thinking about now is that when we play D&D &D, uh when I've played D&D &D in the past I'm probably myself about 90% of the time maybe 80% of the time and then I will voice my character the other 20% of the time and in this you listen to an episode uh, we talk as ourselves maybe 5% of the time we are almost always our characters in this show, yeah. which is very different than D and D. Yeah, and D and D really often you're you're just talking. You're like, I want my character to do this, or you're asking like, Hey, DM, what's the situation going on here? What am I seeing? But we don't do that. We're, we're and when we do, we cut a lot of it out. Yeah, that's true yeah, too. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, we're just so in in the in those characters just the whole time. Yeah, and even when I try to like you know, guide an episode or give like exposition or give you any type of information that you're going to uh -huh. need for the episode. I do try as much as I can to do it through a character yeah, mm -hmm. so that it's yeah. verbal through someone that you can interact with rather than just expositing, yeah. um, which has been like challenging at times, but I think it makes it way more fun. Yeah, I think that's a cool thing to like clarify for listeners too is that like you create the structure and we have no written like we don't know what's gonna happen it's like we're reacting uh -huh. to a lot of yeah. it and then sometimes we can create our own offshoots that you're <laughs> that sean right. has, has to, to be like oh god remember oh the god. 30 minutes of stand-up we did in an episode that sean just let us do because we were having yeah. fun yeah. early days i was just like yeah we'll just record as long as we need to and then we'll find it and then it was like episode three or something like that i don't know early on i was like okay this episode is two hours and 15 minutes long and 45 <laughs> minutes of it is every character doing 10 minutes of stand <laughs> that's really funny Ooh, but yeah, like we that's cut, what we're cut, trying cut, to cut establish it. kind of like uh -huh. what the show is right. which you know now we're in a much better groove where it's like okay when you listen to an episode you know that it's going to be anywhere from like 
50 minutes to like an hour and 15 around there. And it's going to have a beginning, middle and end like a sitcom episode. Yeah. And that's a fun thing to deliver on. And you know us and trust us enough that you know how we're going to react to things that you say, at least generally. Mm -hmm. Like with the uh, Narrowway Guild episode, I know Elizabeth so well as a performer and you know Elizabeth so well as a performer that us coming up with that concept is we know that this is going to turn beef into a monster. Like you don't have to tell Elizabeth right, that exactly. that's what's going to, that she has has to do that. You don't need yes. to lay that on. Yes. You just know that Elizabeth is such a smart performer, knows the rhythm of that kind of story and goes, okay, I need to lose myself in this and then I need to get myself back. Yeah. yeah. And there was, so at some point during this too, this has just been such a blast just talking ourselves, but I've got some questions from uh, yeah. the Discord. Okay, some of our it. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Sitcom D&D is brought to you by Rocket Money. If you're like me, then you've struggled to find some time to manage your finances. Uh, at the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money, and it does all that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sitcom D&D. That's rocketmoney.com slash sitcom D&D. Rocketmoney.com slash sitcom D&D. Save the world. Or end it. Sitcom D&D is brought to you by Victoria Aveyard's number one New York Times best-selling Realm Breaker series, which is coming to an explosive close, which is why I had to use my intense voice. And boy, is it worth it, because an epic high fantasy series for fans of Lord of the Rings and Shadow and Bone is coming to an end. Yes, when the heroes fail... A pirate's daughter with ancient blood and her ragtag group of companions must pick up the sword to save the realm. The realm is threatened by an old world prince and his army of corpses and the demonic god that controls them both. The series has everything from high stakes battles, journeys across the mystical lands, dragons, hellhounds, and krakens, and don't forget a fiery villain romance that threatens to burn the very edges of the world. So find out more about this epic series and its unforgettable conclusion at epicreads.com slash fatebreaker. That's epicreads.com slash fatebreaker. We'll start with kind of what we're talking about right now because I know that's a question on here, which is like, how, what, what work does happen ahead of time to write an episode and, and put it out there? And uh, first and foremost, I'll just say that has been like an ever-evolving process. There was hardly any time before we decided to make this a podcast before we knew what we were doing. <laughs> like it was like, oh, it's going to be a sitcom thing and we're going to record the first episode like uh -huh. next week. <laughs> so like there wasn't a ton of ramp but we did no practice sitcom D&D episodes. No, we did not. Not a no. single one. Oh, no, yeah. So the first one no, that we ever even weird. tried. We should have. Should we do that we now? Should've. <laughs> yeah. We should have. Uh <laughs> <laughs> As you consider this first Why season practice. We? I think it is. Yeah. We were just like, let's go. Yeah. So uh, we were kind of figuring it out on the fly and early on and throughout the season not just me has come up with uh the story concept for an episode um 
Aaron's written uh, multiple. Uh, Walid has written multiple. Uh, and then in the future here, that's going to be something that we're all going to be doing yeah. in some type of iteration is coming up with um, a story concept. And um, not to get too into the weeds on season two, but yeah, that's something that we're going to explore with these different type of, we'll call them flashback episodes that we're going to be messing with. Mm. Um, just to tease that a little bit. The process that is in place now is some, any one of us can come up with like a story concept or log line, which would be, to use an example from this past season, would be if uh, Waleed said, oh, it would be really fun to do an episode where we, the bar has to host a funeral. Uh-huh. And then I would take that and then uh, build an episode around that. And with some trial and error, uh, for like a standard episode, what I've found is kind of if like mapping a story circle, which is like an eight part uh, kind of like hero's journey of like a typical episode of something. And so what I and in like so many words, what I like to do is like present you guys with some sort of want or a problem and make that clear within like the first five or ten minutes. What's either going to be like, oh, the health and safety inspector's coming and you guys are screwed because you have dead bodies there. You know what you have to do, right? Or we have to, uh, like, our, our one of our favorite patrons has passed away and in his will is all these things we need to do for his funeral. So then there's that big problem or want that you guys have to address. And then that's where the most of the episode will then take place. And there's a lot of freedom there for hopefully you guys to go about it however you see fit. And then I like to throw in some type of turn, typically, which is once you get that thing, once you solve that problem, once you get your want, what it, what does it actually mean or how does it turn on its head? So And the person was, who creates the story concept usually has no idea what turn you're going to do. Uh-huh. Correct, yeah. correct. Um, so then, like, for example, in the beef episode, sometimes it happens and I don't even know. Um, uh, but Aaron, Aaron wrote narrow, that one. In the narrow way one. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it'll be like, oh, or or in the uh, the one where Adel was the guest, uh, I didn't know if they were going to, you know, actually do it well and have the fancy feast uh-huh. go off without a hitch, and um, you know, they get all the gold. And there's definitely room to improvise even there at the end where Adel was just like, okay, we're going to take him to court. And the king says, you owe them money. And it <laughs> was the end of the episode, yeah. uh, which I is totally hilarious. Forgot. <laughs> a perfect bow. That is, uh, um, but yeah, so that's, that's typically what I like to come in with. And then I'll, I'll write out everything as far as like a description of what the new place that you're going to looks like or what this character's name is and what they're going to sound like and what they're what information they have to get you. And sometimes it can be like pretty loose uh, and other times it can be pretty complicated. A looser one that feels just more like, like D&D was when we had um, y'all go to uh, try to get that mountain wine. You were kind of up to your own to to figure out exactly what that was going to look like and how it was going to (laughs) go. Oh my god, we spent so much time in that shop. Just climbing up the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and going up. Yeah, (laughs) just shopped for like watching Sean's eyes get wider. Like, oh my god, they're still here. Like (laughs) the last three episodes of the season felt like D and D. Like it felt like we were just like playing, Uh uh, which I think is a a really cool way to end it. But I think something just living Mm -hmm. with you and prepping with the for these episodes that's really interesting is like Sean will have an idea for the sitcom part of it, and then. 
he has to do different kind of problem solving every week of how to do a lay on of D&D or what device to use. Mm. Like, I remember you grabbing a pen and paper for like the beef Seb fighting episode going like, how are we going to use this device wise to make it D&D? Like, I want beef and Seb to be fighting and have to make up. But how do I how do I do the lay on on of D&D on this sitcom? Or you'll know what device you want to use and you have to go, what sitcom lay on can I lay on top of this? Yeah. Like, it's really interesting creative problem solving that no one really has had to do before you. Yeah. What's so awesome about this process too is like, or this uh, project is that the episodes can kind of be anything. It it feels like that. We're like our comment box episode Uh is like a clips show of clips that, you know, we've never recorded previous to that day where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this box is going to come open. We're going to read a comment that was put in the comment box. And then we get to improvise those scenes. Like that's not structured like your typical sitcom episode, but it's such a fun playground for us to like mess in. And that's something that I want to at least do a couple times a season too, which is like these episodes that don't feel like a traditional sitcom episode, but we're going to have a blast doing the thing that it is. But isn't that in sitcoms is like it, at some point that's in the true. season, they'll do, they'll have like a kind of like a review episode yep. where they're like, look back on. But a clips. lot of times with those, like it's stuff that people have seen. I love the oh, idea oh, that it was gotcha. like, yeah, no, yeah, I love never been seen before. Yeah, completely I love new that. stuff. When we were doing it, I was like, this is so smart. And just kind of like base, kind of going along with what you were saying, Sean, like as someone who's played D&D before this, like, it's so cool to see you work with these mechanics and everything because it's like this is like D and D I've never seen, but this is the best version that I've ever gotten to play with. <laughs> That's like, so sweet. Like there, there's, I remember like the gambling scene and the little crazy ass, and like it was just like oh, yeah. us like doing like that gambling. Like it was like a s- simple things like that. I was like, this is what D and D is wide open. Like we are yeah. doing. It feels innovative. It feels fresh, and it just the possibilities are like endless. And it just Ben's eyes are turning into money signs. Right yeah. now. <laughs> he's Seb. Right. He is Seb. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you guys think is like the breakdown of our show? And I, I think it fluctuates all the time. But I guess I'll just speak to what what I'm trying to get at, which is like I I think that we are doing the thing of making what you would want to consume as like a consumer. At least yeah. I am. Where it's like I I. I really like improv shows uh, and podcasts, and I really like Dungeons and Dragons podcasts, real play podcasts, uh, but I'd love some hybrid of them that feels like I'm watching or listening to a show um, where I get to return to these characters, but it feels like improv, you know? Um, And so, like, I think it does fluctuate, but I like that we're this, like, hybrid of improv meets uh, D&D. Yeah. That's so fair. Because even like a lot of the versions of that that exist uh, in terms of like active podcasts, it's usually in an interview setting or they're usually stuck in a chair. Like even if it's like they're somebody's playing a character, they're usually still just like sitting and they're in a chair talking to somebody else. And what's nice is that we're still improvising as if we were on a stage, you yeah. know, as mm-hmm. if it, we were on a set. Uh, mm-hmm. We're able to create like a, like a space that everybody can visualize, which is very, very cool. I mean, yeah, a lot of the feedback I've gotten that has been positive about it is people are like, I'd love that it's an improvised sitcom first, but you're using D&D mechanics Mm -hmm. along Uh the way. Because I think sometimes, like, there's nothing wrong with these shows, and I some of them are my favorite podcasts. When things are D&D first, 
they are a little bit more of a commitment to listen to sometimes. Yeah. Like even if they're edited really well, it's just like you're hearing people talk and decide what kind of idea to do. And those that's great, but this is just like fulfilling a different part of your brain, maybe more on the go when you you can't focus as much. There's little thinking with our decision. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, and this has turned oh. into us saying how much we love our own podcast, and I'm not mad at it. Do you want to no. ask another question before yeah, we start? I do. Yeah. we got a ton of questions to get through, so I better I start burning should. through these. Um, is anyone else interested in taking the DM spot for an episode? Mm. I would love to. I think we all should at some point. Yeah. yeah. And on our Patreon, uh, Aaron has already DM'd or GM'd a game um, that is based in the Grey's Anatomy world, where we all get to play characters in uh, the Grey's Anatomy type world. That was an absolute blast. I yeah. love that episode. Yeah. Oh, you fun. crushed writing that, and that was so much fun to do. Highly check it out. Highly, highly check, check it out. out. Hey, everybody, highly check <laughs> it out. <laughs> you know what they say, highly check it out. Uh -oh. Highly check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your favorite NPCs so far? I mean, I love Jennifer. Jennifer. What a happy surprise that was story. not intended to be around for a while. No. Sean used the voice that he does for our dog. Little Pete behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Je Jennifer is the Lou voice. Which yeah. I think is the secret to putting a little heart behind it, is that, you know, that's a voice that I associate with one what? of the things I love the most in this world. Yeah, it's very lived in, but I, I'm just so shocked that Jennifer and like so happy that that character that was supposed to be just there and gone again is like yeah our fifth. I yeah. think Jennifer's such a good testament of the evolution of this show and how cool it is when you're in something that's improvised is because it just so happened that in the second episode, Anton Ego, the villain of that episode, has a rat staff that controls rats. And we get a hold of the group. The gang gets a hold of that staff, gets to take control of the rats themselves. Later in an episode, you find out that the... Rats are actually doing everything in the kitchen uh, and are the, because no, none of you were the chef or the cook that was never like an assigned title to anyone. And so it's like, oh yeah, we'll just have the rats do all the cooking. And then Jennifer, just like as an aside, got labeled as like the king rat or the queen rat. And then it just became like, okay, that's going to be the character that's in charge of the kitchen. And then became such a good a, you know, tool for me to use and a character for me to use to like interact with you guys and like bring some like an, an emotional point of view that I want you to think about or like any plot point. Um, and then just like uh, that is my favorite character to play. Maybe my favorite character to play of like my whole life because like, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, well, yeah. Sexy Kool-Aid men. Uh, <laughs> don't take that. Yeah. That's ours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> But uh, because, like, it's fun to play a character that you feel like can be the dumbest in the room yeah. or the smartest in the room, like, yeah. oddly, uh, and then kind of just, like, say stuff that's off the wall, and it's just a blast. Um, I do have one um, or a couple. It's always when Ben um, steps out of Seb <laughs> to play, <laughs> like, um, the in- The fighting rat. The the fighting rat. Yes. And then there was um, oh, yeah. uh, gingerbread cookie the, yeah. from Chips relative. Do you remember name? gingerbread? Yeah, you were the nihilistic kid. Yes. Oh my god. You, we're all naming all the best. It, it's you. Like whenever you step away from Seb for a second to play, it's always somebody that is insane and hilarious. Like you can't help yourself. Like the guy who had fallen through the roof oh yeah his legs were and like... his legs were hanging and he was like the chandelier <laughs> and you were like it has to be me i'm so sorry guys i, I can't yeah, go I another so second unless... <laughs> i love it yeah i was gonna say my favorite npcs in it 
are anytime that we make Sean rapidly change one, where you go, nope, not that one. I'm not going to interact with that <laughs> oh, one. And God, he's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, hi, I'm somebody completely new that I didn't write. <laughs> that is always my favorite. I feel like, That's so Aaron, funny. you really will do that to him. And it is so I do a lot. I'm just like, nope. <laughs> you were too excited to do this voice. I'm not. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Um, any plans to do merch? Oh, we got to. Oh, for sure. Would love to. Oh, we have to. I really want wig wagon. Oh, I want wig. I want wig wagon. wagon. So people bad. Came up with some stuff on um, the Discord here. So oh, what are some patrons? Um, I'd have to sort through. Maybe it the start a bit, of season two. There but can we got to keep that going, and maybe we'll look there for some for some ideas. I'm wondering, um, like, for beef, like, what what do we want to call like beef listeners, like beef cakes, beefaronis? I feel like we got to put out. Bottoms up mugs. Like, that's what someone oh said on God. the Discord. Is like oh, yeah. you got to do beer merch, like yeah. posters, oh, bottle yeah. openers, yeah. Like, oh, which would be a chalice, a chalice. Oh, oh my God, a chalice! God. See, that's so fun. Um, also, I've thought about this. It really, I don't think it makes any sense in terms of like a sitcom D and D because this was on a Patreon episode. But my favorite thing that I would just love if I had a sweatshirt that said this is something that Elizabeth said on a Patreon, which is. Asta la pasta pasta. Oh, I do Asta want that. Asta la pasta pasta. Uh, and God, I want that. Alright, yeah, that we're making that happen, even if it's, we're the only five people who buy it. Yeah. Asta um, la pasta pasta. Any plans to do live shows? For sure. For we sure. Got, we for sure will. I don't know when when that is. When we'll be like we feel like we have like a large enough audience um, to yeah. Do recommend so. if you want some live shows, send the show to your friends in the yeah. same city as you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Word of mouth is the best way to grow this puppy, and we need to grow it a little bit before we can do a live show. But we are itching to, and we've talked about some different ideas of like how to go about it. Wearing costumes, having an audience member yeah. role for oh each of gosh. us. Yeah, make a bar, make a fake bar. But getting to play D and D doing like, it on a, a stage in person. Is like a dream come true for real on such a crazy level. I would be so ecstatic, and we all Sean love would have performing. like eight costumes that he would have to keep changing Quick into change. for different. I would characters. have a very adorable rat like puppet that I could put on my hand. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Well, what's really cool, uh, my dream for it is in Chicago, especially. There's so many bar performing spaces that people do like experimental theater in, so they have like. Uh, uh, like PA, like mic systems, so we could all have like a Britney Spears mic, and then ha- oh do God. the improv inside of a bar setting as our characters. <laughs> so people could be so sitting at a bar drinking a beer while we do. We're running around. We're running around. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's, That's that amazing. would be my dream. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Uh, who's your dream guest player? Dream of dreams. You could get oh, anyone in the world, oh, living or dead. Living or dead. Living or dead. I'm adding this, these Abraham addendums, Lincoln. but. I mean, Paul F. Tompkins, I would absolutely oh my God. love to get on the show. Oh, I mean, he's my—he's a person that no matter what podcast I'm listening to, I search for his name as a guest and I download that episode and listen to that episode. What is everyone's third favorite animal? <laughs> third. Third. Pandas, I think. Third favorite. Third. I think I'm going to go with pandas. Pandas. Okay. Mm. Don't tell us your first and second. I won't. They didn't ask? <laughs> they didn't? They don't want to? I'll say giraffe. Third. Yeah, third. Cool. I'm gonna go octopus, and oh. just around us about, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with American bison. Whoa, nice. third favorite. That's in your top five. I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Peregrine Falcon for me. <laughs> Top five, all birds. Uh, all birds. <laughs> all birds. That different sucks. Birds. Top five, all birds. Boo. When will Jennifer get her own spinoff series? And no. yes, I, I did write these. Give, yeah, you did. I think that I, should. I would love to write a, a, a Patreon spinoff for Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer moves like it's a Mary Tyler Moore show. She like works at a, in an yes. office in a big city. Oh, tries to make pearl God. pearl earrings. Uh -huh. She the the she throws her hair or her hat her hair up. I've made that mistake so much in my life. <laughs> she throws her hair away. She throws her hat up in the air and yeah. um, I, I love the she idea. calls cabs. I yep. love the idea of Jennifer having like a Better Call Saul um, like prequel series. Oh so, my like, God. What is her You're origin right, story? Oh, oh my that's God. good. It's like really dark. And yeah. Like, how, yeah, exactly. How did she, she was a lawyer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Obviously, sitcoms as a whole act as an inspiration for the show, but which shows do you think about and or look at specifically when coming up with the story concepts for episodes or performing in them? I know I read through a bunch of blog lines of Cheers episodes when I was thinking of some concepts. Um, and I, I just think in terms of obviously the setting is a huge influence, but I also think that that's arguably one of the best sitcoms in terms of like classic multi-cams. For um, sure. So yeah, I know I look at that. I think also like it's always sunny for me a little bit. Oh, like yeah. characters that you love, but are also a little bit despicable. I think that <laughs> yeah. like, because mm -hmm. um, yeah, we've like killed people. Was yeah, group. we're not always <laughs> yeah. the best. We're not always the best. And I think that like a little bit more of that tone I really feel influenced by, but also like rhythmically, like Will and Grace stuff. Um, like very much for Chalice, like Rachel and Jess from New Girl and Diane from Cheers. Uh -huh. I like have the rhythm of them in my head often. Yeah, I would say um, New Girl and Always Sunny are probably like the, are the two biggest influences, like structure-wise at least. But I, wa I wonder what people would say feels like the most comparable. That, yeah, that'd be like, a good question. Like tone-wise, uh, listening to our show, of what, like, what other sitcoms or shows it, it feels like. Yeah. If any of the characters were to die, as Seb came way too close to at one point, <laughs> are there designs in place for resurrection or other characters you might play? Now, Whoa. if one of you die, I'm going to tell you right now, there's there's no plan in place. You're going to have to figure out of how of how to resurrect them. I was going to say, that feels back. like a full episode is going to find somebody who has some sort of resurrection spell. Yeah. Like, yeah. That would be a fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I have thought about, I go, what if Seb died? And I have like thought that would be so fun to like just re completely reboot like the next week and just act like it never happened. <laughs> oh, just be oh like, like that's that's from South Park. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> and we never bring them up. Yeah, we never bring up. <laughs> yeah. um, if you could be on any sitcom past or present, which would it be? Ooh. Oh my God. That's so tough, isn't it? I, yeah. I, also, when you guys hear that question, are you thinking like as a series regular or as like a guest star? I'm thinking guest star. I I, thought, I immediately thought guest star too. Guys, yep. you can be anything you, you want. Be You're right. Anything. This is hypothetical. What does that say about our confidence? <laughs> well, though? if I were to be like, yeah, yeah. if I could I go back in time and just be like on it as a full time character, I'd probably pick something like Veep. Oh, um, great answer. And yeah. then yes. my yes. favorite guest performance on a sitcom ever is Catherine Hahn on Parks and Rec. Oh, that's great. Her coming <laughs> yeah. in as that like political <laughs> expert, like that lit my comedy brain on fire. Every single line that she had on that show is like one of my favorite lines from a sitcom. I would love to be on Arrested Development. That would have been yeah. such a fun show to be on. Um, and then to like pop in for a guest spot, um, I think it would be super fun to be like on Community. 
Mm, from, yeah, from that'd be minute. really fun. I yeah. also think it'd be very fun to be on like Curb or something that's improvised. Oh, yeah. yeah. Curb's a great use, answer. Yeah, just or use that skill sunny. set. Yeah, newer, oh, it's always sunny too. Oh, a newer one that I'm like jealous I want to be is Abbott Elementary. Oh, oh such a great show. So yeah. good. I was like, man, I'm jelly. I want to be there. I want to be the janitor. I love that he says everything's trash. <laughs> He's like, that's trash. <laughs> that guy's so good. This will be the last question. Is there a specific end goal for number of seasons or just cruising until it feels right? Also, what are your favorite childhood cartoons? <laughs> That's in the um, same question. Yes, actually, it is. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I honestly just meant I meant to just well because we don't. Well, I'll let you guys answer these. Okay, favorite childhood cartoons mm -hmm. for sure. Like Hey Arnold. Yes. And Recess. Loved Recess. Uh, yeah, things. We have that, a little bit of Recess vibes too. Oh, I I mean, give me all heart. Like, give me a cartoon that has so much heart, too much heart, and you're like, is this really a kids' cartoon? Uh, so those two for sure. And then, I mean, I don't necessarily have the answer to the first question besides we're, I'm cruising. I'm cruising yeah. as, as long as y'all will listen. Yeah. Cat dog. Cat dog. Uh, <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, yeah. Ren and Stimpy. 90s um, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Ed, Ed and Eddie. Johnny yeah. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> I love Network. cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> Cartoon Network. My parents were very annoying and didn't let us have cable. So unfortunately, I was a PBS kid. But oh. we had one Saturday morning. That's how I yep. loved recess. But yeah. Arthur yeah. is Arthur. so funny. Just finished. Like, I know, crazy. But it truly is like laugh out loud, hysterically funny. It's you made for parents, mean. too. I know. <laughs> Ben's all for <laughs> Arthur. No, it's so funny because I was over here. I was about to be like, I didn't have cable growing up. So I had ABC on Saturday morning. Like, yep. that's how I saw recess. Mm -hmm. And like all the, they would have like, a variety of other things, uh -huh. but yeah, I was just yeah, you I was missed watching... out on Cat Dog. Sorry. What else was on <laughs> PBS? I remember like Cyber Chasers, Dragon or... Tales, Dragon, Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. Let's all go to Dragon Tales. Dice. <laughs> I told you we'd say. Uh, we did say. <laughs> uh, uh, Sean, what about you, cartoon? What about me, cartoon? Dice. What about you, cartoon? What about you, you cartoon? Um, this one we didn't come out till we were like maybe like ten or something like that. But SpongeBob, I love SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob slaps. So funny. Ninety nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I was just like seven. Also, even if like somebody gets a job that they have to take like eight months off of sitcom D and D or something, like if someone gets busy or has a kid or whatever, like I think that it could ebb and flow for as many years as you guys want to listen. Yeah. Yeah. We've also got it. This yeah. was a combination of a question I hadn't asked, but it's like, is there a leveling up system for y'all? And um, so now at this point, um, at the last episode of season one, all the characters have gotten to, to level yeah, two. So season up. two, they'll be on level two. And so that leaves a lot of room <laughs> and seasons for, for, for growth there. Um, but yeah, I, I also think what's cool about the show is that it's, it's like flexible enough to be like reinvented in a number of ways um, that will hopefully always keep it fresh for us. And and be fun to do. So. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank a big yeah. thank you to everyone who listened this season yeah. for recommending it to your friends or showing it to your mm -hmm. significant other or sister or whatever. Like that makes the biggest difference yeah. is just letting one other person know you like it. Like, yeah, we would I think just do this if we weren't recording. But it is so nice to get to share it with people who like it. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great to see the response that we have. It has surpassed my wildest like expectations for it because like this was just an awesome project, and it's like week after week recording has just been 
the highlight for me. Like I, it's something dependable that I can count on, but to have that at the same time be something that people have wholeheartedly embraced. You see people tweeting about it. We also great uh, social media uh, posts coming from our good friend Waleed here. Woo, He's woo, killing woo, woo, woo. it uh, week Come after week, you. and it's just it's awesome to kind of share that stuff. And like that's what makes it like, oh yeah, we could go indefinitely. Like we could be thirty seasons. You know, like just sixty-five years old, sixty-five years old, <laughs> seven teeth left, still playing beef. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, I yeah, I love it, and I I can keep doing this for forever. But like, it's it's been awesome to see people kind of embrace it, and so yeah, I can't thank people enough for that. Hell yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's it, y'all. That's a that's an official wrap on season one of sitcom D and D. It was so cool to be in the same room together while while we did it. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, All kiss. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dragon, Dragon tails, Dragon tails. This week on the Patreon, we are leveling up our characters in preparation for season two and talking all things D anD. d Head over to patreon.com slash sitcomdnd to check it out. Have a great week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.